Hello everybody and thanks for tuning in. Today we're talking to Marco Pizzolato. Um, I met Marco back in 2020 when I first moved to Iceland um, in a jam uh, that was happening in a restaurant. It was a very cool setting and I absolutely uh, loved his energy and his vibe and, and his smile and, and yeah, uh, he's a very interesting guy and I hope you like this talk. Bye bye. Okay, so welcome, Marco. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, like short introduction. Um, so the simple things that people normally ask me is like, uh, yeah, my name is Marco. I'm from originally from Switzerland and Italy. And uh, I'm just 30 years old now. <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, I'm living in Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. Where I met Anna. Mm. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm working for a little town mm -hmm. here uh, out of Reykjavik called Mosespar, where I'm helping with um, the env environmental department. So I'm helping with uh, cadastral information. Like uh, it's like spa uh, information of land information, mm -hmm. basically. Okay. Yeah. And Ooh. I climb on, on the side. Mm -hmm. And do a lot of outdoor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, why do you think I wanted to uh, interview you? Did you think about it? Well, no. <laughs> But now I have to think about yeah, it, I Yeah, you do. You kind of do. Um, so, probably just because uh, uh, you see that I do a lot of things. <laughs> many things uh, at the same time. And <laughs> you might be interested. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I have this uh, podcast. The, the title, I didn't tell you, it's cool people on tape because that's like you know people I meet that I find that interesting or cool and then I want to like you know dig deeper and maybe yeah learn more about you and mm -hmm. what you do so I mean okay we can cut this but oh actually yeah um you also started the process of the uh, fridge with Camila mm -hmm. right can you tell me a little bit about that how did it all start um so uh we were traveling to the westfjords for a hackathon mm -hmm. um, which is basically an event where people come together to mm -hmm. try to find solutions for problems and so we wanted to tackle some food uh, problem and solution but why why did you notice there was some food problem because there, there were different thematics you could uh, choose um energy problems mm -hmm. uh, there's like the, there were different groups of problems that were exposed and then you could try to find solutions and the food is the one which I may be more comfortable with because my family has a little hotel with mm. restaurants in Switzerland and so I grew up in this environment mm. of uh, like in the hotel and like cooking helping out mm -hmm. um, yeah so uh, we went there with the idea to do something to just see what's happening and uh, just try this event which mm -hmm. is a cool event where People have the space to uh, find solution to problems, um, and so we ended up doing something completely different than uh, we were thinking about having a uh, traveling uh, teaching system for teaching people to cook, young Iceland oh. uh, people. And then, uh, well, we did not do great there, so we did not win anything. Okay, I thought you did mm -hmm. win. No, not there. Okay, <laughs> that's um, later in the story. <laughs> and uh, so then we um, 
came back on the way to Reykjavik and we were discussing a little bit, yeah, we had this idea at the end of, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, we know this place called Andrimi, mm -hmm. which has a, a basically free supermarket mm -hmm. where there is food on Friday, which people bring mm -hmm. and uh, people can just take like mm -hmm. for free. And it's a super beautiful concept, right? Yeah. But the problem is what happens the other day, right? Mm. And we started to think about it. Yeah, it happened like you have this free supermarket on Fridays. Mm -hmm. What's with the other days? Isn't there food waste or like yeah, isn't there yeah. like food available? Mm. Like why only on Friday? And so the question became quite quickly and simply like how if there is no supermarket, well, how, where do you store the food and make people do that themselves without having a place that needs to be available, open or with people there? Mm -hmm. Can people do it themselves? Mm -hmm. And so basically you need a battery uh, or a storage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where people can put something in and mm -hmm. then take it out, right? And uh, you can see food as energy, so you can mm. charge the battery and like unload yeah. it when needed. Like it, it's... It's a cool concept, like yeah, to see it like, it's like, that, uh, yeah. like in a kind of way, and the, the free the free fridge then was a simple way. Like where would you store food? You can use a shelf, okay, mm -hmm. but then you know there's food that needs to be cooled, mm -hmm. and quite quickly it was like yeah, let's put up a fridge somewhere and uh, try to store food. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you like, but the concept was already a thing, right? Like, did you know about it or? We found out later on oh, that okay. uh, it wow. actually. Exists uh, and uh, it's an international movement called mm. Fridge. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, because we came up with uh, this Icelandic uh, name actually, mm. Friskalpur, yeah. Free Skalpur, Free <laughs> and uh, or Free uh, Skalpur. How now it changed? Like uh, Icelandic people are more like we saw that and people like more the name uh, Free Skalpur, Free, like a Free Shelf. Yeah. Instead of Free Skalpur, and uh, just cut uh, cutting my okay. honey, mm. and yeah, so. Okay. Um, that's how we started, and then we just were trying to find a, f a free uh, fridge. And then um, it's quite amazing the community here in Iceland. Like mm -hmm. uh, people are giving away a lot of stuff, and mm -hmm. there's like a you know, to reduce waste, kind of yeah. right, because the everything that is imported. And so, uh, yeah, we quite quickly found a fridge, and we needed to make sure that. We wanted to experiment because no one has done it here and it was the mo mm. most nor northmost in the world. Oh, okay. So there's no previous experience on how it behaves in winter, mm. uh, on yeah. ice, like wind, like storm. And so we just put it up and tested it and it started super well. And yeah. now we see the... There were some problems though, right? Like I remember early on, the I think the first winter or something, something mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, so that's exactly what part of the experiment was yeah. to find out what um, the problematic is when uh, you have temperatures which are colder than um, maybe four or five degrees mm -hmm. where normally the fridge operates in. And if you have a temperature which is under that, mm -hmm. it means that the, um, uh, the fridge becomes like uh, an oven. Oh, Because really? actually if the temperature outside is lower, the fridge keeps four or five degrees, mm -hmm. right? And then it actually starts to heat. Oh, but that's not how the system is uh, built to work. Okay. So um, the the gas and the compressor in the back of the of the fridge uh, started to break down, and mm. uh, so that's when it broke and did not work anymore. Mm. And we quite quickly found, like maybe two days, another one yeah. to substitute. So that's amazing for from the community. Mm -hmm. 
and we started to see also the support of the people mm-hmm. and yeah since that, from that we have learned that uh, in winter and there is a certain time when the temperature goes lower mm-hmm. you can actually just take the electricity away mm-hmm. and just leave it there <laughs> so that it, uh, the pump doesn't turn mm-hmm. and doesn't um, uh, uh, mess up with the expansion mm-hmm. cycle of the gas and yeah it now it's to, oh sorry yeah now it's basically turned off uh, for the winter okay. and when summer you just turn it on again as simple as that, that also saves a lot of electricity i guess no so, yeah it's like saving uh, yeah. energy also <laughs> that's cool but uh, so you started with one in the uh Andrimi, mm-hmm. and they allowed you to like use the, the electricity i guess or mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah it was really nice they just allowed us to basically use the electricity they gave us the space which is mostly the it's really difficult to find good space in really? Reykjavik and where you can put things certain times. But you found a lot because now there's like, what, seven fridges or something? Yeah, exactly. But the uh, com- community grow and mm. like uh, the, the word of mouth spread mm. and people are like, yeah, this is a cool idea. Mm. And then it's easier to find. At the beginning, it's like, who, who wants to put a fridge somewhere oh, outside? Yeah. It's not nice, you know? Mm. And so we have to paint it and make it nice. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it for everybody. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And what are like uh, some setbacks or like difficulties that you faced during the whole process if you faced any because from the outside it looked like everything was fine all the time the difficulties were definitely also building finding the building material Mm. which is still one of the biggest uh, after finding the spot Mm -hmm. uh, building it it's like maybe it takes a lot of effort to uh, because not i don't build every fridge right now Mm. i'm more helping and advising people Mm -hmm. i'm building another one and right. I get like basically all the material almost for free. Okay. And I just need to uh, build a list or mm, the next step. I mean, for me, it's basically building a user manual kind of how mm-hmm. to build this easy and like standardize it so that people can just do it easy themselves. themselves. Because now it's a lot of me explaining or helping mm-hmm. or other people now which have done it. So they can also explain. Mm. But the idea is like, if I make a little user manual mm-hmm. pictures and what what's needed in material, yeah, then this can be used um, quite simply. And I, there is like, I can focus on more other other parts project. of the project which mm. are maybe more interesting for me, less repetitive. So okay. I try to, in yeah. a sense, leave something for the people. Which so it is still developing this project. It's not like it's already stable and and that's it. You're like, you have plans of you know. I don't know, putting more fridges or doing something different with them? Mm, it's always important to have a community in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Each fridge needs a community to work properly. Mm-hmm. And that was, we realized quite quickly at the beginning. Our idea was we don't want to put up a, uh, an object which then gets abandoned, right? Mm-hmm. So there needs to be people around it which take care of it. Um, there needs to be, in a sense, someone responsible for it. There need, and we we knew that may, we were we are started as travelers right so mm. we didn't know how long we will be here yeah and then quite quickly it was like yeah if we want to do this we want to do it in a way that it's not producing waste mm-hmm. so even if if it, we would change something we could just easily dispose it again because the fridge was basically waste already yeah and the shelter is also waste material so mm. we can basically take everything apart without extra cost and without leaving anything yeah. like it's a pop-up kind of yeah true. Uh, in and and so it it fits completely the circular mm-hmm. economy idea or like mm-hmm. the, and sustainability nice. and um yeah uh, after that yeah there's the... the the focus now 
for me it's maybe more also I'm trying to figure out how much actually the impact is like how do you quantify the impact and actually mm. um, can can teach people and with that like yeah you know now we just see in images mm -hmm. the amount of food which is saved and put there mm. how if we quantify that and comp have a data that we can compare to mm. um, to different yeah then we can just say hey look we can save so much food like mm -hmm. what is this worth in a sense yeah. and also like start to think about what's behind it yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah and maybe present it to like the government or do something like practical with it no yeah but also just to quantify it right mm -hmm. it's not <clears throat> there's no bigger plan what to do the normally things just pop up mm. like when you have the things but mm -hmm. someone needs to do the step to have mm -hmm. this and it's quite a big work and i don't know i still have to think about it how mm. to do it properly or easy way and um so what about your new project the the new idea that you have one of the many <laughs> ah okay i don't know your favorite well the when i was working a lot of this weekend for example is a uh, soil erosion in iceland a what I'm monitoring soil erosion in iceland okay because <clears throat> that's basically the I started this project uh, also like we the hackathon mm -hmm. we went and um, we went with friends mm -hmm. and we ended up uh, uh, it was like the soil conservation society of iceland mm -hmm. basically um, pointed out that there is a problem in monitoring where mm -hmm. soil erosion is happening and they wanted uh, some kind of help from mm -hmm. and so there was this um uh uh, hackathon organized by the European Union and ESA kind of mm -hmm. uh, which was um, tending to find solutions for the Arctic mm -hmm. and so we just applied there and uh, I went there with a friend met another friend there mm -hmm. and made many new friends that <laughs> during the event and on Sunday evening when we had to give this project uh, we actually found out that we won like after oh, the presentation so nice. that was really cool and after that uh we had to present in front of the european commission kind of like european there was like a this was just for iceland at the beginning and then you had to come present in, in front of a committee from mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the europe. from europe and compete with all the other winners in in europe mm -hmm. and so we won also that one okay. which went really great uh we then started to uh have mon mentoring for mm -hmm. six months so we had really cool mentors with a lot of knowledge which helped us in a sense to build this uh, idea further and make it like more more like a solid project right mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. it was like a weekend project yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it started to have a, a shape and it is basically <clears throat> how do you use satellite imagery mm -hmm. to detect where soil erosion is happening in mm -hmm. Iceland and we in a sense developed an algorithm and uh, used machine learning mm -hmm. to basically start to recognize this by itself wow. on the uh, using data that has been delivered to us and yeah now uh with the mentoring they helped us to build actually a startup so we're at the <laughs> point that uh wow. we have a startup and doing and yeah that's uh ongoing a lot of programming but how know. do you have time for everything i i don't understand it I don't know, it's just passion. I like, actually enjoy it because I'm learning while doing it. Yeah, right? for sure. It's fun for me, mm -hmm. but um, it, it's free time work, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So if it, you, I mean, you told me before that you were thinking 
when the six months uh, milestone will come to actually think about if you're gonna stay at your job are you thinking about maybe moving into something that you would have more like creativity and like leadership or what's your mm. idea what's your plans that's a difficult question i know <laughs> <laughs> because uh, as i said i have this like six months uh, i try to put every six months like mm -hmm. um, or every once in a while uh, a point in life where you were pushed to mm. make a decision how to continue because uh, if you have everything which is just continuously working like mm -hmm. if you would have a um, indeterminate work contract which mm -hmm. you can just keep on working in a sense you need to take the action yourself mm -hmm. and it's it takes more effort to take the action mm -hmm. right True. because uh, you can just yeah you're comfortable you don't want to yeah. change right and so when the change comes actually and you have to change for it mm. uh, choose for it mm -hmm. then uh, this uh, is a perfect uh, moment to change something in your life if you want or just uh, just make the point of the situation right mm -hmm. uh, and have the freedom of making it without being stuck for the next three four months or mm -hmm. something like that and so yeah I don't know what ha will happen I have half idea of uh, one of my good friends is, might be traveling mm -hmm. so I might go and travel with with him and explore uh, some parts of the world that I've never seen, nice. really, really far away. Where? Uh, the idea is New Caledonia. Wow! It's like, uh, in... Wow, that is far away. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little crazy. island in the Pacific. Um, yeah, that's one of the ideas, and uh, but I'm kind of also uh, tempted to continue. Right, because there's like so many cool projects and things ongoing. So. But you can also start them there or like any anywhere, no? Yeah, clearly. Hmm. But I am attached to the ones I'm doing here because I feel hmm. meaning in them. When yeah. I'm doing it. Um, but leaving doesn't mean like leaving them, no? Like you leaving Iceland for we, some time, or is your idea? Yeah, like kind of. I I will be with a point where I don't know what's happening, right? So I might leave for a time i guess mm. because i really feel home here <laughs> but you can never say right yeah. i want to go with the spirit that whatever comes i can wow uh, which also makes makes it more difficult kind of like to yeah how do you end something or how do you put it like you cannot stop things like which are going right you can why not you can have like breaks and you know revisit them after some time there's a kind of, um, like, uh, uh, I think the word is hysteresis for it, which is a technical word <laughs> used I... <laughs> for um, uh, basically something like it makes it more difficult to change something which is in a certain motion, right? Okay. Or uh, it has a certain resistance to mm -hmm. uh, start. Uh, and basically all material stuff that's why i'm trying to be minimalistic mm. that's one of one thing um it doesn't look like that <laughs> no, I was gonna say. that's everything <laughs> and many things i'm storing for other people okay um so in a sense uh it allows you to not be attached to stuff and to um you you often get to this point where many things keep you in some places yeah. doing certain things like can be objects oh i have to think about of getting mm. rid of everything right sure and so you basically um, get stuck in, in a place just because of your laziness 
right? Or changing. Or your fear, yeah. Well, and uh, it's maybe fear or maybe laziness, I don't mm. know, mm. On, on one side. Because it needs, uh, it takes energy to make a change. Yeah, 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 right? for sure. And so, if you try to keep a life where making a change is easy, mm. then you have more freedom in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. True. And it's not only temporary freedom, it's like complete freedom, right? Because if I just decide, yeah, I can just go and make a holiday, mm-hmm. it's still, everything is there, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Feeling you of, have a place to come back. Yeah, you are, go with the idea already of knowing what's after, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like, you know, always know to come back to a safe space. Mm-hmm. You don't go in this unknown. Mm-hmm. And you're never really an explorer of the unknown, kind of. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the, the, but don't you think that you would want as well some stability at some point? Like, I mean, being an adventurer of the unknown is, sounds very amazing and, and like a learning experience, you know, like growing. But um, yeah, also like, can you live like that forever? Do you want to live like that forever? What is stability for you? Huh? What, what is it? Yeah, what does stability mean for you? Having like a place to to die, you know, like having a place to, to where you can come back always in case whatever. Well, that's a, that's a safe space. Yeah, of, yeah, right? like a home. Yeah. But does it mean stability? To me, yeah. But you have a home. Yeah. What if you can take your home with you? It's not the same, like a backpack or what do you mean? Well, what makes you feel home? Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> <laughs> right? is very philosophical. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe like like a ceiling, you know? Mm-hmm. Is it friends? Is it like uh, family? Is it... It's not the building itself, right? Because you're it moving It might around. be the building. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's like some place where you... Where you feel, yeah, where you where you're safe, where mm-hmm. you have something, or somebody, maybe even like yeah, maybe the family, maybe that's. But you can also build something on your own. Like doesn't you don't need to come back to your family or your friends. No, you can build it whatever. Yeah, and so this gives you freedom, right? If you know that you wherever you go, you can find a home or hmm. make a home, then in a sense, it's also. It gives you complete freedom because it allows you to go into and in the unknown, and you know that you you will find something good. Because if if there is no home, you can just make it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I guess if you see it like this. But you, yeah, but you have to start over from from like zero. Yeah, that's the extra effort, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe I've done that a couple of times, and then after I was like, ah, really? Yeah. It's, that becomes a little more difficult too. Mm. I was already in the point where I could say, yeah, I could just stay here and yeah, it's my life. Or... No, I was in Switzerland actually. Ah, wow. Like perfect life, a lot of friends, like just everything was just right for me. So why did you leave? I was too young for this. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I like I could project my life in the next years and mm. I was like, no, I need to change something. I want yeah, yeah, to explore. Yeah. And so that's what brought me here random. <laughs> So when do yeah. you think you're not too young for that? What, when do you think it's like, you know, time for that perfect life that you said? I don't know. It's probably a feeling that comes with time. Maybe. Ah, okay. Cool. Well, maybe it's also like, it's uh, at steps, maybe. And I have a certain moment I will have the feeling, yeah, this is right at this mm-hmm. moment. And then I settle for a moment. And then maybe <laughs> in future it's like, no, 
want to change something, right? You have already the wife and the kids. No, I think I don't want to settle. <laughs> yeah, but you know, people can travel if they want and if you make it in a way. Yeah, that yeah, people, yeah, of right? course. Yeah, I mean, if if that's what they want, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's not like you see that I'm not a traveler, which goes many times traveling somewhere. Like I do it maybe slowly. Like hmm. I stay for a period. Period of time in a place, I explore it, and hmm. I you know I I never know if it is still traveling and exploring hmm. or it, if it's like being in a home. place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, because <laughs> while traveling, it's my home, right? Yeah, true, true. Hmm. How long have you been in Iceland already? No, three and a half. Ah, okay, it's not that much. Okay, no. okay, yeah, yeah. And and you don't feel like this is like home, like stable or something? Yeah, you do, no? It feels like home. Mm-hmm. But as I said, I can yeah. take home with take me. Home, whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, it's an uh, interesting idea. Yeah. And I believe in the goodness of people. So, in a sense, like, we are surrounded by amazing people. Even maybe we have misunderstandings, and maybe people have their um, bad days or mm-hmm. bad situations or bad, bad periods in life, um, make bad choices and everything. But I believe have this deep belief that the, everyone tries to do, make the best. Hmm. Just the question is, what is the best for them, right? What's the what are they optimizing for, hmm. right? Maybe you do the best for your family, hmm. but it's not the best for your friends, yeah. or it's not the best for the stranger you meet on the road, hmm. right? And so, and there's no, it's it's rare to find someone which has really really bad intentions, intentions. right? Yeah, and often they can be explained on. Or to the fact that maybe someone has a problem or has, mm-hmm. or tries to find a solution to something mm-hmm. like this. I think no one wants really to be bad. Like no, no person has has this feeling of wanting to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's just something that maybe is perceived, mm-hmm. but the the perception of this person maybe is like I'm doing positive, mm-hmm. and then in, in after maybe they regret it or something like that. But yeah. Mm. And so you will always be able to find people, really good people on the road, depending on your perspectives, I think. Oh, yeah. For sure. And so wherever you will be, you, I think there is a home waiting for you. Just <laughs> And uh, good friends just uh, waiting for you too. But you're also very social. So I guess mm-hmm. for you, it's easier, right? You just, you talk to the stones, no? Like you just go with it. And some people don't have that. Or maybe they're shy, shyer. Yeah, they're more, more yeah. shy, I guess. Shyer. But, uh, yeah, shy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, why are they shy? Um, <laughs> because uh, some people is like introverted. It's not like you know, like I, I get your point of like, oh, you can do whatever you want, no? Like you can you can free yourself from that uh, mental slavery or something. But I I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm very introverted, so I cannot say. But I think there's people who just don't. Maybe they just don't want. But mm-hmm. no, I don't know. I think. I don't like to put like these categories of like people being shy or people being extroverted. I think there is a pattern clearly mm. that some people are more maybe introverted or less. I think also that everyone can learn mm-hmm. and that everyone has their comfort zone, which they maybe like to have more time for themselves yeah. or like um, not um, share so much with others. And it's like it, it, everyone has its comfort, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that making connections is something that is reserved to people which are um how do you say extroverted like, extroverted yeah Social. yeah mm. it's like 
everyone can and it's it's clearly there's a you need to learn it and yeah. if you have if you're more introvert you have less mm -hmm. likelihood to encounter like to have this need or mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to um, meet people and uh, maybe open up mm -hmm. uh, which then makes it you have less training right mm -hmm. in that kind of sense yeah uh, but no one says that you cannot right no yeah. no of course no i'm not saying that it's yeah. just maybe gonna be harder for them but yeah, the but yeah there's also many other introverted people which they maybe connect better than the mm -hmm. extroverted person yeah right so it always depends on the situation and perspective, yeah true I guess. Yeah. always it's perspective that's for sure <laughs> yeah i love that concept like and we were talking about before of like um saying for example if i transmit to you something and you transmit it to someone else mm -hmm. right you're hmm. in the person in the middle or wh whoever I'm communicating to, mm -hmm. there's a filter between me talking mm -hmm. and you receiving it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because the words I'm using to express a certain concept are filtered, in a sense, mm -hmm. based on the words I use. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you receiving it is based on what you attribute to this word, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I will never be able to tell you yeah. my exact, exact idea. Yeah, I will never arrive to you exactly the way they, they're meant, hmm. right? Until there's this uh, chip that they're developing, the Neuralink, that could like, you know, kind of like telepathically, I could be there or something, then we didn't, we didn't, we wouldn't have or like need this filter. We wouldn't have this problem, I think. Will it? Huh? Because what does my flash in the brain means to your brain? I think, as I understood, that there wouldn't be any like. I'll just get the information like straight, no filters, no whatsoever. Yeah, well, the information is like an electric stimuli, mm -hmm. right? But your brain has been trained differently from mine, right? Mm. And so you have this, I guess, this predisposition or pre-training, mm -hmm. right? And so maybe certain areas of your brain have a little change, right? Mm -hmm. And this, my electric impulse mm. to your brain doesn't mean the same yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, you, yeah, right? True. So you have the same problem, just on, an, <laughs> a, on another, on another level. <laughs> level. Yeah. I clearly probably might improve right mm -hmm. but uh there is probably never the way to have a perfect communication Damn. and so if you go into a communication knowing that there will be some mistakes mm -hmm. you can also try to uh, come up with solutions how do i make a communication like i can make examples and then ask you mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. i can have different techniques that i can use to understand uh, understand if you yeah. um if you if my message reaches you mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh, maybe that's your next uh, project idea to how to oops how to make that happen mm, at the moment uh, i try to uh, instead of communicating mm -hmm. uh, well kind of Wait, what do you mean instead of communicating no the the next project uh, which i'm trying to work on is um how do you transport people right uh-huh yeah around so it's made, uh, but it has a part of communication right and it's interesting now to see how this concept is like how do you develop a social app or mm -hmm. something like that which allows people to connect mm -hmm. and share a ride mm -hmm. how do you make it as quick and easy uh, without mm, possibilities to make mistakes to distract people while driving how do you make it as simple as possible but still with all the features needed for connecting people and getting a ride so and share the car mm -hmm. well, how do you make it interesting for the person which is driving 
to take someone up, pick someone up there's for no... free, ah, okay. right? Mm. And how do you make it interesting for the person which is looking for a job, right? Mm. Right? And so, uh, I think there's a, it's the perfect moment and environment in Iceland for uh, getting something like that before maybe law changes because now it's illegal to um, transport someone for money. Money, if mm. you're not a taxi driver, mm. like or the special conditions apply, um, and so this makes it difficult for. And But there's a, it... a huge need, right? Because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it would be way more environmental friendly if uh, you would have one car which is full instead of many oh, cars yeah. driving and the same road. Yeah. And at the moment, I think the statistics of 2016 or 18 show that like 75% of population has a car. Okay. So it's basically like. Like there is so many cars like mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, Iceland. Yeah. So because you think that uh, you know people are fundamentally um, good, you think that this would work without the need of of a payment, like you know, the, the person pays the driver and vice versa or something. Yeah, we were thinking about different concepts on how to uh, help people maybe to get to the hmm. um, to get a stimuli how to yeah. Um, maybe by re getting rewards, hmm. maybe through gamification. Yeah, I was thinking gamification uh, also. It always works. But you cannot gamify it too much for the driver, right? <laughs> Because the yeah. driver is driving. <laughs> Get the points if you yeah, <laughs> drive faster. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, just also like well, there is the environmental point, like if you manage to calculate how much CO2 you save, you can also make it interesting for the driver, maybe to be more environmental friendly, yeah. and more, uh, maybe make new friends, mm. connect, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting dilemma, because I, I'm maybe a little bit more negative than you, I don't, I mean, I know some people would do it for free, or for, not for free, but mm -hmm. for the idea of, like, helping the environment and helping the people, but unfortunately, I think many people wouldn't, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it's like easy, but uh, maybe the gas price goes up, right? Mm. And then there's the person who says, hmm, what if I can share the car with three other people and I pay way less and they take maybe the cost for the gas, right? Ah, They're not paying but, me, but yeah. they take the cost of the car mm -hmm. running, right? Mm -hmm. And so and they, when I would stop at the gas station, they would just fill up the gas, yeah. right? That's like a legal gap or something, no? I guess, yeah. <laughs> so we're also checking with lawyers about yeah, that. Yeah, okay, that's part. good. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Hmm. Uh, because actually then you're just servicing the car, you're kind of like just filling up, hmm. right? And then it has a, a kind of incentive. No no one says that you have to fill up your ga the yeah, gas your own, right? Yeah, of course. You um, can also text them like, hey, okay, I drive you, but like, you know. You fill me up, the yeah, we stop at the gas station, you just yeah. fill it up, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not my thing from that. That's no, then between yeah. the driver and yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's their point. And mm -hmm. there's many ways that people could, in a sense, help each other out. And uh, also, I think there is a big um, motivation also maybe to transport people with um, uh, parents. Pa parents. Parents, for example, they need to pick up their kids right, oh, yeah. at school mm -hmm. or bring them to uh, sport. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, how do you do this in a way that? Uh, 
maybe one parent picks up everyone mm-hmm. and then uh, brings them to sport and then next evening another parent yeah, the does that, parent, right? Yeah. So you actually split the workload mm-hmm. and then you free time for mm-hmm. the parents. and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of driving around which is useless because one person with one, one kid maybe, yeah. which you could uh, make Carry. easier. Uh, but how do you put the people in contact, right? Hmm. And how do you find people which share the same um, roads? Yeah, roads and may, uh, exactly. So uh, that's also a concept where you can actually add the trusted people that mm-hmm. you trust, that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and then drive with them. Ah. And so you actually share cars only with people that you trust, and then that's actually hmm. a really efficient way also. To yeah, yeah. Basically, more be more efficient with your time and and gas. Indeed. So nice. I like this idea. The other maybe it's a little bit more uh, complicated for me to to understand yet the the soil thingy. Yeah. But this one I I feel like it's touchable. Like it's uh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's touchable until you have the app. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Yeah, but we still need like, to develop. I can that. imagine it better. You know, like working here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the need definitely. I see oh yeah, on, so. definitely. Yeah. Also the need for for housing. So maybe you could think about something like that. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the app would also solve kind of or tackle a little bit the housing problem, right? Why? Because um, you see Reykjavik is the capital area. Mm-hmm. And so everyone needs, um, there's a there's a gap between Reykjavik and the uh, the capital area and the basically state, mm-hmm. the outside of the, mm-hmm. um, uh, the outskirt and, mm-hmm. and farmland. Uh, because... How do people without a car go out of the city? Mm, what options buses? are? Yeah, but kind of yeah, like yeah, the efficiency the is like, yeah. uh, and sure, it's probably people. it's not even efficient for the buses to drive for them. They would like to, hmm. they have to give this public service, right? Yeah. But they would like if there is something better in place hmm. to not have to do it, right? Yeah. And because it's costly and it's probably not efficient for them, hmm. like it doesn't bring revenue. Yeah. And yeah, so you could. Uh, for example, then connect, make it easier for people to drive from one place to another mm-hmm. and increase mobility, which then increases also like the reach where people could work from mm-hmm. or go or go living, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you know that you can, or whatever time, get a ride into the city without needing a car, it also like starts to spread a little bit the population around and mm-hmm. make, increase mobility makes... makes uh, makes it easier for people to move around and don't need to be in the city center. Yeah. Which then that well, what we see at the moment is like everyone wants to be live in the city mm. center because there is everything there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And mm. that makes a, a housing crisis. Wow. Okay. Um. I think. Uh, okay. Wow. I think it's a little bit past the the time. I try to keep them short. Yeah. Um. So if I don't know, we can maybe say like you can you can some summarize maybe the what would be your philosophy of life because i feel like we've talked about your projects but also this um your yeah philosophy or like your way of living came into like mm-hmm. light so if you want to like finish with a summary of i don't know <laughs> yeah, i maybe i have a, a summary which i learned from a beautiful book which mm-hmm. i really like which gave my kind of like or values like values where I, I live along mm-hmm. or, um, which I try which helped me to have a like long-term uh, view or 
when I need to make a decision, I can go back to these values and mm. see where which decision aligns more with my value, mm. so to make the better decision in long term, kind of, right? And one of uh, the things I learned from this book, which is called Seven Habits of mm. Highly Effective People, uh, is um, to think win-win, because uh, if you try to think win-win, you can think something which maybe you feel that's positive for you, mm. you, uh, but how the, no one is interested in it, right? So how do I make it positive for someone else? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the win for the other person? Because mm. like there is some definitely many situations you can make a sacrifice or find a, a a compromise which makes it positive for both, right? And yeah, it has to be feel win for the other person. Mm-hmm. If not, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? And it has to feel win for me. If not, I'm just like wasting energy. <laughs> Why and, would I'm, you? Yeah. and so it, it it would be a weight for me if I do something which is not a win for me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if I can change our perspective or um, help the other person to see the win, then Get something. yeah. So you use that for like your whole um, ha- like uh, places in your life, like all of your aspects of your life. You use yeah. this. Um, we have this interview, right? Yeah. And your interest was to make the interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have from my side, I have the interest of spreading my idea, mm-hmm. kind of. And from the other side, it's like I wanted to have dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I uh, could cook and uh, not be alone have yeah, dinner. True. And so it's win-win for me. It's perceived win for me, and it's probably perceived win for you. Yeah, and yeah, we managed yeah. to fit it in the time, yeah. so perfectly. True. Yeah. Okay. Right? Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I'm gonna stop it here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs>